STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Boom, you got this thing going? Boom, you got this thing going. I don't know. Who knows? Whoever knows with this thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, we got to eventually get off of this stupid Google thing. Time to go professional. Are you buying a new computer then? No, I was about to say you buy the equipment. Maybe we'll get, uh, let's get Kevin's hand-me-downs as he upgrades. We'll convince him to upgrade. He's upgrading all the time, so I'm we'll sure buy, there's. We'll buy his stuff off him for the. Uh, Bro prices. Yeah, bro prices. As you like to call it. All the uh, tech shrapnel that comes flying out of his house. <laughs> you feeling any better, man? Your voice still sounds like crap. Uh, I had this uh, head cold. It's like a week. If we'd have been doing this last night, I probably wouldn't have had a voice to get through it all. But, hey, lucky for everyone involved. It cleared up enough. Uh, for me to get through this. Lucky for me, nothing else I'd rather be doing right now. <laughs> I know, man. What's uh, you got some sickness on uh, in your house too, don't you? Yeah, well, not me. I've avoided it so far. So, but uh, heads up, if he, if I disappear, uh, it's because the little one's crying. Yeah, last weekend, little guy woke up Saturday morning and uh, he he threw up six times that day. All day, starting at 6.30 in the morning. So he was sick Saturday, and then she caught something on Sunday where her throat and uh, ears were bothering her, and, and they still are. Um, yeah, last two nights she's been waking up every half hour. Whenever she swallows, like, she'd just start crying. It hurt so much. So I've had a couple of shit nights at uh, home, thus what? translating to a couple of crappy days at work. Yeah, tell me about it. The reality is probably you just got reports the next day how many times she was up in the night, right? No, I was up. You had instructions not to be bothered? I was up, but the wife, uh, she took, she caught something too. So she actually has been home from work the last two days with the little kids. So, yeah, it's I, I've because of the physical human specimen that I am, I've managed to avoid contracting whatever has been going around. And you make fun of me for going to the gym. <laughs> well, I think it's more because you uh, separate yourself from the family. You got the staff come in. Oh, nobody goes in this room. Okay. I'm in here. I'm sleeping 12 hours. I stay on the other side of the wing, on the, the west wing of the house. That's right. Just leave the food by the door. Sleep. I'll open it when everyone leaves. I know what's really happening. <clears throat> But I made it to work every day. You got to give me points for that, despite uh, my head cold. Because you should act like a man and come to work. That's right. Well, I did. No sick days. Can't let you uh, manage to get through a shift on your own. I could only imagine what that would be like. What would you do? No complaining from you. It'd probably be nice. <laughs> no criticizing YouTube videos that I watch or podcasts i listen to or television shows that i'd, I'd watch oh, oh you'd, you'd have, be great 
You'd have the Rogan blasted all day long. I don't know why you hate the guy. How long can we listen to like talk of concussions and boxing and how he, when he trained, this is how he did it and all of that over and over again, no matter who's on. They're interesting stories. Could have Louis CK on and he's still talking about boxing to Louis CK. And he's like, what, why, what are we talking about? Yeah. Because Louis brought it up. He's into boxing. No, he does it to stay in shape. No, that was uh, Gary Shandling did that. That worked out good. No, Louis did it as well. Yeah. All, all right. Comedian guys are dying off. All my comedian guys. Yeah. Are you happy about that? No, I, Jesus. I don't want to see people dying off. I enjoy their stuff. I just don't need to talk about it 24 seven. Like you do. You probably never really understood Gary Shandling. Right. <laughs> <sighs> Better change the topic before people start tuning out. Well, let's get, let's get the thing moving here. Let's get going. Tell people what's going on. We're, what we're about, you know, your wonderful right, intro. You want the intro? What we episode have episode are we on, dude? Ah. Uh, I just Very typed good. it in. I don't know. 80 something. Yeah. Good. Why doesn't it say it anywhere? Here, hold on a sec. I got it. Got it under control. 83 people. Really? Shut. 83. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of STC pod. This is episode 83. Apparently remember to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC pod. Check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can bookmark our websites, stcpod.com, as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen on iTunes under the title searches STCPod, as well as Transformers and Beer. You can find all of our episodes on Podbean at www.stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, check out some other great podcast blogs and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. And as always, Bill and I want to give a big thank you to all of our listeners who check us out every Friday morning, which is when we post our new episodes. And now let's get on with the show. Why don't you tell people what kind of show it is? You always leave that out. What kind of show? What, what are they going to uh, I, I, I can't describe here. what we are. We are an undescribable show. We have a very exciting guest on today's show. Surprise. Did you know we had a guest coming on? Uh, I didn't know. Yes. You want to tell the people who it is? Someone who's been chomping at the bit to get on forever it's pretty exciting we've had a little back and forth going for a little while a little tongue-in-cheek action it's it's been pretty entertaining um he's been on the show before briefly i don't know if you remember like one of our big live shows uh we've had this guest on but we obviously owed it to him to come on for a full episode and tell us everything that's been going on with his life and Everyone obviously knows this guy. He's half of the Leftover Bits podcast, the heavy hitter, the big time host, this giant podcast, Leftover Bits. It's none other than the one and only, finally, on a solo STC pod. Here he is, folks. NZ, how's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Awesome. <laughs> Pretty so good, buddy. What a buildup. I feel like I'm royalty. Yeah, you are, man. We're big fans of your show. Oh, thank you. Even though there was a bit of a delay there for... Yeah, the yeah. That's, uh, well, the last two have both been super delayed, but that's all been 
on my end. I mean, uh, the one that was supposed to be our Christmas episode, I just, uh, final season came around because I'm still in school and whatnot. So then all of a sudden everything just kept getting pushed back and back and, and then today would work for me and not for Paul and then vice versa. And then we kind of just forgot about it for a while. <laughs> and then we finally got that going. But this last one was again, just finals were hitting me. And then I, we had recorded that one. I think, I think we mentioned the date at one point. We recorded it literally like a month before I ended up finally getting to finish that one. So, yeah. Yeah. At least when you record, you uh, you put it out to the public. I I watched that sucker. Uh, I watched the raw feed of that record. Yeah, that's a that's a long sit through. I I wouldn't even sit through that one. <laughs> well, that, that's why you guys must have such a hard time getting together. Your record was like six hours long. Okay. Yeah. What well, is going thing- on with you two? See, I always want to just do it kind of like how you guys do it, where you just get going and you're just going right away. Um, oftentimes, it seems like Paul likes to sit around and uh, make sure we have all our notes prepped ahead of time. So it's, I mean, if you watched that last Raw episode, you saw the first little while it was just us sitting around talking about like getting prepped and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, it, yeah, it is hard to make the time, but we end up recording so late. We end up, we usually start at like, uh, it's usually like 10 o'clock for Paul, so 11 o'clock for me. And we'll end up going till 3 in the morning sometimes. Like it's, It can get pretty ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Well, since uh, Bill was bugging me to try and describe our podcast, why don't you let everyone know what you guys talk about in yours? Uh, our podcast is – how do I describe it? I guess it's just me and Paul. Uh, Paul is the Cartridge Canuck, if you weren't aware. He's been uh, – He's still waiting in the wing, I think, but uh, it's him and I. We just go back and forth. We talk about stuff that we're interested in, which includes everything from video games, uh, movies, TV shows, uh, and almost every single time, beer, pizza, and chips. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just two guys hanging out. Not quite like you guys do. We just uh, talk about specific stuff, I guess. Yeah, and you mentioned... You mentioned two different time zones there, so obviously you guys aren't living in the same area. So where, whereabouts are you, and where's Paul again? Uh, I'm I'm home based out of Winnipeg. I'm actually at my uh, out of town for the summer at my parents, uh, just while school's done, trying to save a couple bucks. And Paul is out uh, near Edmonton, so or I guess closer to Red Deer, but he's in the middle of Alberta. So yeah, we got a good hour in between us there. And you guys met up how? Uh, I think it was one day I was just looking through my Twitter feed in the morning and I see this new guy in the cart, the hashtag cartridge club. I see cartridge Canuck. That sounds like a pretty sweet name. So I just kind of shot a message. We started chatting. Turned out we had a fair bit of things in common. So then, yeah, one day we just kind of Skyped, uh, getting along pretty well. Uh, we, one of the things that him and I, really had in common that we first noticed was that we were both huge fans of the Retro Rejects podcast with uh, Vintage Video Game Geek and NES Complex. True. And that's that's one of the first, uh, first things I realized between the two of us is that him and I, we both, they had done a huge gap between their, uh, they did an episode, they are like, we're going we're gonna to take a little break, and then they were gone for like a year and a half before they finally came back. So over that time, I had started re-listening to it, hoping that I would happen to line up that I would finish listening to it again as they would drop their new episode. 
which definitely didn't happen. But Paul, I guess, had been doing the same thing. So I noticed on Twitter he had been shooting these tweets out at guys like at their special guests. Like they had one with Arcade Impossible uh, was on for one of their episodes, and Paul had tweeted out just some really obscure reference to him about that one specific episode, which there's no way he would have remembered it because it was like a year. He recorded like a year ago. So he's like, what? What are you talking about? So then I was there to chime in being like, oh, this was from Retro Rejects, whatever. So we both realized we really loved it, that show. And we, uh, I guess we kind of just took that into our passion to make our own, to kind of fill the void there and just uh, be able to hang out. Well, I can't believe uh, Paul would make a reference that no one got right away. I, I can't even believe <laughs> you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one of his traits, I guess. Well, um, I don't know. I guess you just forgot to mention, you know, STC Bot as one of the, you know, inspirations too. I, uh, I'm just thinking, thinking out loud, you know, maybe. I'll be honest. <laughs> I know Paul was listening to you guys from the start, but I had heard you guys mentioned on the Fandango. And I, I tuned into one episode, and I remember like the beginning of the episode. First thing I hear was just something incredibly vulgar. And I was driving, and I'm like, I don't even enjoy this one bit. And this must have been like uh, probably in the 30s or so, episode 32 or something. And I remember listening to that. And I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. And I, <laughs> to be honest, I thought your show was garbage at the beginning. And then Paul's like, Paul keeps talking about this STC. I'm like, all right, I'll give it another go. And then, yeah, the second time I listened to it, then I'm like, okay, okay, I get these guys now. But it was, I don't know, the first time, something just rubbed me the wrong way, and I just put you under the rug. Yeah, that was probably Bill. I apologize for him. He's got a, he's got a potty mouth sometimes. It might have been some of that burping into the microphone, actually, yeah. that did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, wait. One second here. Speaking of burping into the microphone... When I was on the Cartridge Club last time for the Super Mario Sunshine episode, <laughs> there was a big burp into the microphone, and I've had my suspicions this whole time, so I need some confirmation here as someone else who was in that episode. Well, I wasn't on that episode, so it must be... Uh... That would have been Mr. Bill. That's right. Yeah, now, Bill, I want to I just clear the air here, because everyone's been wondering about the burp, because this happened, I think, twice on that show. <laughs> yeah. Were you the one who burped? Now, none of our listeners would know that I would never burp into a microphone. This, I just have too much respect for our listenership to do that. So, so you got to rule me out immediately, right? Yeah, but this isn't your listenership that was tuning into it. <laughs> it wasn't uh, Kyle because well, he disconnected. And it wasn't player two or player one. So that leaves it down to you or Dr. Nintendo. Yeah. That's right. Or you, of well, course. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. Because <laughs> I, I love that game far too much to burp into that episode. <laughs> well, here's the truth of the matter. I'll neither confirm nor deny, but I, I will put the evidence out that I, I was drinking uh, soda pop during the record. Uh, I have no recollection of hearing any belching during the record. I only heard it during playback. So I don't know if that incriminates me or not, but I don't know. I can't see myself doing that. Oh, I definitely heard it live. <laughs> and I I don't know why I didn't say anything. Like I, th I thought someone else would, but I was listening to that episode on a, on a dri drive I was making uh, a couple weeks ago, 
and it just reminded me about that. So <laughs> they were. It was a very prideful and triumphant blast. Whoever really, did uh, it should yeah. uh, take a bow. They were glorious. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not even mad about that one. It was just. It was a good burp. I'll give it that. Oh man, what a what a what a game for a podcast. Super Mario Sunshine. Best game on the system. <laughs> Best well, game I, on that the might system. be a long shot. I'll I'll give it that, but it's my favorite game on the system. Wow. Well, I can tell you I never went back to that game after uh playing it for the for the cartridge club game of the month. That was it. Never went back. Actually I returned it. It was Kevin's copy. I returned it to him. Might have went outside of his uh, window of his car on his way home after that. <laughs> I don't know that game. That that's just my wheelhouse right there. <clears throat> it's an expensive title. Like up here, I just saw it last week, eighty bucks, I think, in a retail store. Yeah, our uh, Winnipeg's got a really. They've got this one. It's not really a chain, but it's like a a local store only in Winnipeg. But they got three different locations. And all of their GameCube titles are up in like the like 80s to they have some games going for like 120. It is mm-hmm. just stupid. Yeah. Now, I, if they want to retool that game and like finish it, complete it so it's not broken, uh, I think it was a great concept and all that. It could be a fun game if they finished it, put it together, tighten all the screws. Are you trying to get me riled up here? Or is that your honest opinion? Because I don't <laughs> no, think it's just... broken. It's not. It's not perfect, but it's not broken. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Enzi, you are the uh, editor of uh, Leftover Bits. Yeah, that's for sure. So you got to cut that monster six-hour file down. Yeah, that's that's uh takes a good chunk of my day. That's why it took so long to finish because I don't have a. It's hard to just put in a big chunk of time like that, and I hate just... I like to do it all at once, because I find if I stop halfway through, then I forget what I've already done when I go back to pick it up, and then it ends up a little sloppy. So you had to do this while you were in school? Yeah, I'll just do it on like a... I'll take like a Saturday afternoon or something, Hmm. and just power it out. So why did you draw that straw instead of Paul? Uh, I have a... I got a bit of, I guess, more of a background with audio editing and the program that I use. I've been doing, like, uh, I think you guys know, but I've been doing some electronic music production in the last couple years. So I'm just, I'm very familiar with editing audio and working with audio. So I just figured that would be something that I would be able to uh, bring to the table. And he does all our, like, thumbnails and stuff, and he does a far better job with that than I'd be able to. So I think it's a... we each have our strengths, and we're playing to that. And you're done school right now. You were telling us. Yeah, I finished. Uh, cool. How does that feel? Half ago. It's it's nice, back in the working world. So. It's is good. That I, it? This is it. Are you done, or do you have to come back again for another? No, year? I, I got like another another year, maybe two more years yet. Mm. I'm not sure. Not entirely sure. What's the, uh, the the female situation like at school? Where do you go? What uh... I go to uh, the Canadian Mennonite University in Winnipeg. Okay. So it's actually a it's a Christian university. I used to go to the University of Manitoba, but I switched out of that. So I'm doing a biblical and theological studies now, which is uh, basically I've been working with Youth for Christ Winnipeg. Uh, if you haven't been able to tell, I'm a Christian guy, 
based mm-hmm. on what I've just said. So that's, uh, yeah, the goal is to just do ministry there because they have a indoor skate park with the Youth for Christ. So yeah, I remember you talking about that before. Yeah. And in Winnipeg, it's friggin' cold, so you got to have that indoor place to go. So that's where I want to be spending my time once I finish a degree, and I just figure that's uh, I would like some more education before I would feel comfortable jumping into that situation. Hmm. You said the, the degree is in what? Biblical? Biblical and theological studies. So How difficult it, it, is that? Uh, it's a lot of writing. So... If you're good at history or like an English course, then that'll be uh, better suited for you. However, my brain works in like a science way, so I'm more of a math guy. So it's for me, it's actually fairly difficult because I just I'm not I don't write papers. I like to just write equations. So, well, that that's interesting though. You could balance uh, science with theology as you study. Yeah, it doesn't work out too well for me, but I keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's heavy stuff. Wow. Man. Yes, you must have major uh, essays and papers you have to write. Yeah, almost every course has a like a 10-page paper at least for the to, at the end of the course and then a couple exams and buttloads of assignments on top of that yet. So that's not too fun, but I try and get her done. Uh, just one thing. What are the numbers like for, you know, class sizes or attendance? Are, do you find that there's more youth uh, going into that kind of field, or are the numbers lower? Uh, like for like numbers in age, kind uh, of just thing. Just like or? attendance, yeah. Or okay, um, that it's uh, it's a, it's a much smaller school in general. So when I went to University of Manitoba, there was I think thirty thousand students that they had in total. So that was class sizes of it. Like in my calculus class, I think we had 120 to 140 people just in the one lecture. And in the classes I've been taking uh, this year, it was like if you had 35 people in a class, that was huge. So it's definitely a much smaller field. Hmm. Most likely because it pays a lot smaller than any of uh, any job you'd get with a science degree. Yeah. Yeah, so where does that spit you into the workforce? Going to, uh, you know, youth and... Yeah, the plan, is to, the plan is to work with Youth for Christ in like a full-time position upon graduating. Or if not, I think I would have the training to be like a pastor or something like that. Hmm. Are, are you looking to like uh, take it on the road as a traveling thing? Yeah. Uh, Personally, I feel like I'm supposed to be in Winnipeg doing that. I know some people go go abroad, and uh, I've got a buddy from high school named Chris. He's out. Uh, he's in the Middle East somewhere. I don't even know what country he's in. He's not really allowed to talk to us about anything like that because it's super strict, legally speaking, for him. So mm-hmm. if, if that's what he's doing, that's cool. But for me, I think Winnipeg is where I will be residing on a permanent level. Wow, that's cool, man. Theology. Heavy stuff for the STC pod. Uh, yeah, no wonder your first listen was uh, you were ashamed of what you were hearing. Yeah. Good work, Joe. I mean, I can uh, I can put up with some crass. I mean, I I deal with Kevin on Retro Fandango, so if, if I can, if I can uh, deal with that, I think I can. STC pod is a little less of a 
load on me. I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) Back to leftover bits. I take it you're creating all your uh, bumpers and all the uh, audio production. On our show, we don't call them bumpers. We call them buffers. Well, I want to talk about that. What is the deal? I'm I'm not sure why what the difference is, but I, I don't know. To me, it just, you're buffering up for the, for the segment, right? Like it's like, it's like in a, like if, if you're playing a game, you have a loading screen so that it can buffer the game onto your, onto the RAM of the console. Okay. Get it ready. You're not bumping the game on. So I, I don't know. To me, it just, I just call it a buffer. I don't, I guess I don't really have anything against bumper, but. <laughs> buffer. I, yeah, to answer the question, yes, I I, uh, I did make, uh, I think I did all of them, but I definitely had Paul's help. We did a, a little pre-show hangout to get some clips in together. You, are you guys still doing the sports segment, or is that kind of going away? Yeah, it's uh, it pops up every once in a while. I think it's... Uh, it should be. It's in our newest episode, like in episode eight. I think we talk about the uh, the NHL. Uh, Winnipeg's getting an outdoor hockey game for in January next year, so we spent some time talking about that. I think we're we're planning on recording our next episode uh, in the in the short short few weeks or so. Who knows what that means? But uh, we, we're trying to get it out soon because we don't want to. We don't like putting those delays in there, so we're trying to get it done. Hopefully this week that we can record it. So, and I know there will be some Blue Jays talk on that because Paul is a huge Jays fan, and I'm a average Jays fan. <laughs> so we do, yeah, we enjoy the sports segment. Yeah, it was cool on your first leftover bits. You had a, a sports segment. I thought it was uh, it was nice to hear sports come into a podcast because it just unless it's a sports related podcast, you don't hear any sports talk. That's what so we thought too. Is that it's uh, I mean, the show is about me and Paul and what we're into, right? So we decide like we're we both enjoy sports. We like watching hockey and baseball, and I like skateboarding. Obviously, Paul not so much, but. We wanted to make sure that we could get that part of our personality into the show and share that with everyone else. Because I know uh, Rambox was saying too, he's like, oh, well, I I don't think I ever listened to a sports segment before. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's good that we can do something different and keep things fresh. So back at the school, do you have a, a house there? Like, is there a house waiting for you? Are you paying I've got the, around? Yeah, I have an apartment just off the campus there. So I... I have it. I'm I'm paying for the full year is on my lease. So whenever I go back to the city, I always have a place to stay there. Right. I, I like to be there more than I do here, to be honest. But where does the game collection go? Is it travel uh, with you? Right now, it's it's probably a bit split. Uh, most of my Xbox and PlayStation titles are all in Winnipeg, but I'm pretty sure I took most of my Nintendo back to Winkler here. Winkler is where I li- where I'm living right now. Named after a, the Henry Winkler? I doubt it. It's uh, mm. it's a small town, like, or I guess technically it's a city. It's like ten thousand people, so real small. Yeah, I'm sure it must be named after Henry the Fonz. So, what what would you say your uh, collection, uh, the ratio is? What's what's the most? Uh, what is the prize of your collection? Is it your Nintendo stuff or? Uh, uh, I'd say currently I would have 
my biggest collection would probably be my 3DS at the moment. But I, my goal is kind of to work into uh, my Wii U being my primary focus because I know the Nintendo just announced that the NX is coming out in spring. So I'm hoping that that means that Wii U games are going to get dirt cheap within a year. So I want to, like, there's a lot of great games on the Wii U. Like, I already have Mario Kart and Smash Brothers and Super Mario 3D World. And there's just lots of great games on there. So I want to take full advantage of that. Because that is, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of bought that. I bought it with, like, my high school grad money that people, <laughs> I got gifts from my grandparents and stuff. And instead of putting it into my college fund, I just took it straight to, to Walmart and bought a Wii U instead. So Yeah, perfect. Did you bother with the Wii or did you go right to the Wii U? I had the Wii. I uh, I got the Wii for Christmas right around launch. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember playing just, I think it was Christmas morning. I woke up at like 6 a.m. to go play Wii bowling by myself. So I, I enjoyed it for probably like the first year or so because I had a GameCube before that, which is obviously why I like Mario Sunshine so much. And then with the Wii, I kind of did get tired of the motion controls. All my friends were like, most of my friends had PS2s. So they were all like, the PS3 is going to be the best system ever. You guys, they didn't, none of them had a PS3, but they all talked trash about the Wii because the PS3 was going to be the best. And then uh, as they ended up getting their consoles, everyone ended up getting Xbox 360s. So I hopped on the bandwagon with that pretty short after. And that became my primary console for the generation. So what game are you playing right now, then? Uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem Fates. I have that one sitting in my 3DS right now. Uh, I bought it in February when it came out, and then I got busy with school, and I haven't really played it much. So I've been trying to get back into that and get that done. I Are really fine? enjoyed Awakening. So, how, are the, uh, how are the game deals out in Winnipeg there? Usually not that great, to be honest. I've... Yeah. Uh, it's almost almost everything is like full price. Like it's even when that that uh, that store I was mentioning earlier, it's called PNP. And even when when they do sales, it's like oh ten percent off, and it's oftentimes you're paying pretty much full price for everything. So I I try not to buy too many brand new games. Uh, the other game that I've been playing lately, I did buy brand new. Uh, as like a reward for finishing my exams, I picked up Super Mario Maker for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So that game's actually really unique because you, you, I'm sure you can guess by the title, but you're making your own Mario stages. And it's right. some guys out there, especially in Japan, some guys will get really crazy and just nothing you would ever imagine to see in a Mario game. So that's actually been really fun to to just kind of goof around with. Well, I'm glad you're having fun with it. I know there's people out there that were frustrated with it or didn't grasp the uh, fun side of it. Various Martians out there were upset with it. Yeah. Various Martians <laughs> get upset with a number of things too. So, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I I was watching, uh, was it J-Rock was doing a live stream of it? And it looked pretty fun. Like they were just working their way through the levels to unlock further levels okay where you just play a tiny snippet of uh, various mario titles you know yeah uh, to unlock the next level and it looked uh, looked like a lot of fun <clears throat> yeah i uh 
I've been watching it on YouTube and Twitch, just watching videos of it since it came out. And I, I never, I don't know why, I never picked it up. But then when I finished my finals, it was the day that the new Star Fox came out. So my plan was going to be, I'll go pick up Star Fox right after my exam, and I'll just play that all day. And then I was going to Walmart, and I, uh, I might have been at EB Games, actually, I think I was. Uh, and I realized, like, I haven't played any Star Fox games before. I don't know if I'm going to even enjoy this. I mean, I'm sure I would have, but I've been watching Mario videos for the last seven months. So I just went and pulled the trigger on that one instead. Yeah, I watched this one streamer on. Yeah, I've been watching one streamer on Twitch for the last seven months, probably. And the dude is unreal good at th- these games, but because I definitely can't play nearly as well as he can, but he makes the game look really good. Yeah, I can I can see that game keeping its value as well as definitely. most Mario titles do. Yeah, of course, there, the, there's some dummies out there making terrible levels that you know, maybe <laughs> just stay away from. Oh, yeah, it's got to be a lot of that happening. But yeah, Enzi, you were uh, you were a proud member of the One Console Challenge with your massive 3DS library. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yes. didn't quite uh, go over too well. Uh, I guess it was kind of. Not quite the same as Curtis, but I was out pretty quick. It was uh, basically I was I was having no problem playing 3DS. I was loving all my games, having such a great time. I picked up a Pokemon trading card game, which is a Game Boy Color game on their virtual console. So you're actually it's like a trading card game in a video game, which was a it's a pretty good game actually. I I enjoyed that. But I was just at a buddy's place, and then they tossed the Xbox controller on me, and what was I going to do? What can I do? <laughs> so that was that. Well, you got to explain to Joe. Like, he just doesn't understand that there's joy found in handheld gaming. He can't get it through his, his thick skull that it's actually fun to uh, to game with a handheld. Well, a big thing, too, is if you're uh, if you take public transit to get to work or to school. Like, I, I'll get most of my 3DS time will be on the bus when I'm just sitting there doing nothing anyway. So I could be sitting there, you know, just checking Twitter, doing whatever. Or I could be playing Donkey Kong Country on my, bu- on my bus ride, which is what I was doing, so... Well, no, I get it. It's just for me that the factor is uh, playing it on such a small screen sort well, of takes three- away the enjoyment for me. If you look at the screen on a 3DS XL or on a Vita, it's actually a decent size. Like, I got mine right here. It looks like like the screen is about the same size as my smartphone. So if you're going to be playing phone games anyway to pass the time, you might as well get on a 3DS because even then it's got two screens. So it's basically like a full, full right, system. Yeah, it's right. huge. I know, but then it also diverts away from, you know, I, I can't, buy games and stuff for every single system and you know no, that's true. That's hobbies true. at the same time so I got to sort of limit it to yeah to I'll give I, you that. that's I really want to get that's a very valid point is that I've noticed that too is that I've been stretching myself way too thin with trying to get a little bit of every console and it's just killing me you, you ever do the old uh, R4 card on the DS and I never have um, a couple of my cousins did and they were trying to sell me on it and I just didn't uh, I feel like that would be 
I don't know. With with Nintendo games, I like to have the physical copy. Like, I don't like emulating my games, even virtual console. I pretty much only for virtual console games, I only buy ones that I can't afford to get on a physical cartridge. Like, uh, like I bought Mega Man for NES on my virtual console or Super Super Nintendo games because I don't even have a, I don't actually have a Super Nintendo yet. Yeah, I think if I was gonna do something like that, I would. Uh, my buddy's brother said he was going to give me his PSP, so I think I would go the route you did and just install a buttload of Super Nintendo games or Game Boy Advance games on there and probably just do it that way. Yeah, it is It is helpful, when especially you can't find these titles everywhere. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know definitely the, uh, the PlayStation Portable, I think that's one of the biggest... Uh, things that's got going for it right now is that it's you can you can jailbreak it and you can put your emulators on there. That's it's actually been one of the driving forces that's made me want to buy one for the last probably probably two years already. <laughs> well, there's definitely deals to be made on uh, PSPs. They're pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah, I've been keeping my eye on them, but uh, I'm just waiting to find that that deal that kicks me right in the face and then I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. That's how I try and be with most games. That I don't, uh, you know, when, being in school, I can't afford to take a, a fair deal. I have to look for the really, really good stuff. Do you ever go uh, thrifting or yard sailing like Bill likes to do? You know, I used to, but there's some other guys in the city that just take up everything. Uh, just got, they got a YouTube channel. It's called Thrift Weller. So it's these three guys, and I, I watch all their videos because they go to all the thrift shops that are in my neck of the woods. And anything good in there, they just snag it, everything. So I've just almost given up on it because I can't keep up. Doesn't that make but you I, angry? Yeah, to an extent. But, I mean, they get got a super sweet games room. I'm just waiting until I can go over there and and snag all the games out of their own room. But I think I will start getting into some... Uh, I always like doing some garage sailing in the spring and yard sailing. So I have to... I've been uh, trying to keep an eye on that, but I haven't been doing too good of a job lately. Hey, Bill, do you got any stories? Uh, have you done anything recently or that you haven't talked about? Uh, well, yeah, if you uh, followed me on Twitter at STCPod, you saw I had a massive weekend uh, for yard sailing. I don't, I, I never see this many games out. Uh, it was so awesome. There's a ton of product out there. They were all cheap, which never happens. And uh, I got there before, like Enzi said, these friggin' YouTubers and resellers come in and uh, rape the entire city of the product. So luckily I got out there first. And uh, man, I got some good stuff. No cartridge stuff. The cartridge stuff is gone. The day is past for cartridge club cartridges in, uh, in my town, I guess. Anyways, that's long gone. Not going to happen. I give up on that. But uh, <clears throat> I got up super early because I, I came across an ad that said uh, there was actually uh, PlayStation 4 games, PlayStation 3 games, DS games. It even listed that, uh, you know, like PS4 game would be $10, PS3 game would be $5. So no matter what the title, they were under those price markers. So I got to get to this sale, and it started at 7 and it was across town. So uh, that means I had to get up wicked early, like quarter after six, 
I was out of the house by 6.30 and I was at this yard sale. About quarter to seven, the guy was setting up, but he was super friendly and uh, he was anxious to sell whatever. And it was his son's stuff and he was mad because he was out setting up for the yard sale and his son was still asleep. And they were having this yard sale for his son to take all the money to go to college with. But his son was still in bed. <laughs> so he's like, whatever, you give me whatever you want for these. I don't care. So I said, no, well, whatever the ad was, you said uh, PS3 games are $5. And actually all he had that I wanted, I didn't take everything. I left meat on the bone for other people out there. There was a Minecraft game for my new uh, PlayStation 3 that I thought my kid would like to uh, play. And a DS game, Plants vs. Zombies. So just two of them. Oh, that's uh, a good one. $5 and uh, $1. And I got out of there. Went to the next spot. I think, yeah, again, I was kind of on the phone at the same time checking Kijiji for uh, yard sale ads. And this other ad came up near where I was at that end of town. Normally, I wouldn't even be in this end of town in my normal yard sailing circuit. This is not my area, but because I was there for the first sale, I went to the second sale. A uh, guy was setting up, and uh, there was nothing really game gamey stuff out yet, so I asked him, do you have any video game stuff? He's like, yeah, I got some... Uh, uh, some DS carts over here, and he had like just loose DS games, about five of them on a table. Oh, wait a minute. No, I got some more inside. And he comes back out of the house with a huge stack of games uh, PS4 stuff, PS3 stuff, and uh, Xbox 360 stuff. And he just kind of throws them all in my arms. Yeah, take a look at this. I don't know what, what we're going to do. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't going to take the PS4 stuff because I don't have a PS4. So what's the point of that? But he did have PS3 stuff, some, some things I already had, and uh, some 360 stuff that I, I wanted. So I'm like, what what kind of kind of prices are you looking for here? He's like, well, it's, I don't know, 360, PS3, uh, I don't know, dollar each, and the PS4, $5 each, I don't, I don't know. So I'm like, well, at that right, what, do, what about the whole stack? What are we talking for the stack here? He's like, well... Yeah, uh, 25 bucks. And, uh, you know, being the generous person I am, I'm not even going to dig her with him. I'm like, hey, you know what? I have this other DS cart loose. Uh, I wonder what the title was. Got it here somewhere. Mm, I can't remember what it is. Anyways, I had a DS cart and a ukulele and the stack of games. So I said, how about all this for 25 bucks? He said, sure, take it. So what there was, was for the PS4, uh, Shadow of Mordor, uh, Batman, Arkham something or another, Destiny, Elder, Scor Elder Scrolls Online, Alien Isolation. And then for PS3, there was Borderlands 2, uh, Uncharted 1 and 2, and uh, another Batman and for the 360, Call of Duty, Ghost, uh, Far Cry compilation, Halo 4, and Borderlands, the pre-sequel. That was all for 25 bucks. So wow. I'll take that. No problem. And yeah, I do tell people to leave meat on the bone at yard sales. Don't take absolutely everything. So I did leave those DS cards for the next guy. 
I left those for the next person. So they would still have something. Um, so yeah, that was great. I had such a grin on my face. I, I couldn't believe it because I'm getting yard sale prices for once in my life. Uh, I threw them all in the truck. I checked them out and actually one of the cases was missing its disc. The Borderlands 2 did not have the disc and they went back in the house. They couldn't find it. So unfortunately, I uh, couldn't get that disc. And uh, I was driving around some more, checking out other yard sales. Not much else happening because it's still really early in the season. And I was on my circuit back home and I was about to take the right turn to get into my street and I went well let me just check a little bit further down the road just in case there's a sign down there just in case so I kept going and sure enough there was a sign one last yard sale hung a left found the yard sale very sparse stuff there a couple of boxes on the ground and they had uh, DVDs in them well, whatever, I'll see what the DVDs are. Not that I care or need any or will buy any, but then I saw actual, I saw, you know, remember the uh, the Blockbuster EB games when they don't have the case that goes with the game, they put in that big pre-played case with the label, the big ugly label. Right. I saw two of those. And so then that my eye drew me down further and there was actually uh, five games in this box. The pre-played ones were actually Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and uh, Star Wars Jedi Outcast, which are great games, but no case or manual. Uh, A sports game, uh, Halo 2 for the Xbox. And the next one, I nearly threw up all over the box because it was Conker's Live and Reloaded for the Xbox sitting there. And uh, he's like, yeah... These games, well, yeah, rarely even played. You got, you're going to get a good, uh, you want those? You're going to get a good deal here. Well, yeah, I guess I'm I'm kind of a completist, though. We got some stuff uh, missing the box and the manual. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand. You probably want the whole thing. Like, yeah, well, anyways, what would you want for this anyways? It's like, uh, what, do you, what do you think about 10 bucks? Like, well, they're missing the manual, and no, yeah, ten bucks is fine. Yeah, I'll take ten bucks. I grab them up my arm pretty quick. He's like, "Hey, I got this uh, box of Xbox original stuff here too. Do you want to take a look at that?" And it was a bag full of uh, wires and oddball controllers and stuff like that. Like, well, I definitely don't need that. I just picked up actually another two original Xbox controllers, this collection of Xbox controllers is getting out of hand. So I definitely didn't want another bag full of oddball Xbox controllers. But I look in, and there's two Dukes sitting in there. (laughs) Two Dukes. He had two wireless Xbox remotes, and he had the uh, an HD AV pack for an original Xbox. And a DVD remote and the little sensor thing. I'm like, I hemmed and hawed with him for a while because I, re- I, I really don't want all these accessories. But uh, anyways, he let me have the bag for $5. So I left his house $15 less, but full of all that good stuff. And then I went home giggling, giggling all the way home. 
and that conquers. Oh my God, it is in such mint condition. The the manual like crackles when you open it. I don't think anyone's opened the manual. It is just. I might get it like graded. It's so perfect. Anyways, that's my yards yard sale story for the weekend. Wow, that sounds awesome. It was exciting. Well, I guess I can continue. I ended up selling off all the PS4 stuff. Uh, that Batman game I sold right away for twenty five bucks. It goes at EB Games right now, used for twenty nine. So I did okay on that, and that paid for my stack. And then the rest of it, um, the rest of the PS4 games, I made another, uh, made another seventy dollars on the rest of them. So that made my entire yard sale weekend for free, and it made my whole PlayStation 3 Odyssey from the last couple episodes all for free. So I was extremely happy. Oh, I'm so jealous over that. <laughs> that, that, like oh that's such a great find I never find anything like that like the best find I've ever had garage sailing was I found a bunch of PS2 games for $2 each and they were I'm like oh 2 bucks each that might be some good deals so first thing I see Metal Gear Solid 3 alright we're taking that one Resident Evil 4 yep and then the rest was all like Guitar Hero 3 Rock Band Madden 07 and after that it I got two games out of that stack, and that was it. The rest was all garbage. <laughs> I, I'm a little concerned, actually, because to have this good of luck in this early of the season, that, that might be it for me for the whole year. That's, You're doomed. I used it all up in uh, the first go. But, man, it was awesome. I was so happy to get there. Before, Like, like you say in your town with these resellers, I got them very heavily in my town where all the dealers are out first thing in the morning you can see them you can pick out who the dealers are at these yard sales they're all driving their 1987 dodge caravan that's loaded up with old <laughs> shitty furniture in the back and, uh, <laughs> they they park right in front of the yard sale driveway you know most people you know well you know you don't park in front of the actual driveway you have a courtesy to leave them you know their selling area no they pull right into the front barely have it in park they're out the door Dealers, man. Ah. Anyways, so that's uh, that's it. Well, it's nice that you got something positive out of it because it's it's certainly disheartening when you're you go to these things day in day or weekend in weekend out and uh, you know you come away empty-handed or you just someone's completely out to lunch on their pricing, right? Uh, that's so usually I'd what it happy, is. Yeah. I'd be happy if I were you, man. That was great. I was happy, and I'm up. I'm I'm up like twenty bucks, I think, after all this. You, you've almost convinced me to maybe go out to a yard sale or two myself. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. And it's funny how this is not the first time where my biggest score was the very last yard sale of the day. It's it's just weird how it works out that way. You had mentioned uh, the Far Cry compilation pack there, right? Yep. Is that the that's. Far Cry 2, 3, and Blood Dragon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Far Cry 3 was probably my favorite game on the Xbox 360. Okay. Or one of them. So, I, yeah, I, I'd give that a high recommendation. Number three. I do have one of them here already, and I remember trying it. I wasn't blown away by it. It might have been number two. Yeah, number two is good, but the controls are a little bit dated, and it's just a 
a little bit harder to play. Number four, which came out for... Uh, I got it on the Xbox One. That came out at uh, the end of 2014. That one's also... It's good, but it's it's basically they just took Far Cry 3 and kind of recycled everything, except yeah. the story is much weaker. So Far Cry yeah. 3 is, I think, the pinnacle of that franchise. Oh, I should also mention that Minecraft, the first purchase I bought, I bring it home, show it to the daughter, look, we got the, um, your Minecraft for the PS3 here now. She's like, that says PS4. And what? Oh, yeah, that is a PS4. <laughs> and so, and it was I feel I I started to feel kind of crappy because the guy I bought it off of him. I'm like, this is uh, PS3 price, right? Five bucks. He's like, yeah, I guess. So yeah, I paid PS3 price for it. Sorry, my bad. Anyways, I ended up selling that off too. Boom, took them to work and sold them all off. What about you, Joe? You had uh, you had a big weekend too, didn't you? Out collecting, playing with the collectors? Uh, I don't know. Not as big as yours, I think, in terms of what I came away with. But uh, here in here in the, the Toronto area, we had the 80s toy show on Sunday. So uh, me, and my, me and my partner from my Transformers and Beer podcast uh, regularly go to. The, this is one of the shows that we normally go to, so we decided to uh, check it out. I uh, left the house at 7 a.m. The doors don't open until 10. So we were obviously <laughs> the first two in line, just the way we like it. The first two. The very first two. Yeah, it, if I get something about it, man, if I'm not there early or like the first five people, I go crazy. Okay, let me ask you a question here. What's up, Enzik? How many? How long did it take for the next for the third person to show up? Like, was that the next hour later, or, or what's the deal with that? Uh, probably within the next hour. Like, maybe another 40 minutes or whatever. Well, <laughs> what do you... <laughs> yeah. That just well, seems... To, to be honest with you, you can, you can never tell. And we pay the early admission prices, so we always go in. Uh, early admission is 10, and regular admission is 11. So... We're paying to get in early anyway, so whether we're the first or we're, you know, twentieth in line, we're still going to be there, in before majority of the people, right? Uh, it's just a so matter of principle. We like to get. It's just you know, we grab a coffee, we sit and chat, and. Okay, but if you're going to be in before the majority of people anyway, why do you take the extra four hours that would you like? Because if you're there at seven, most people aren't going to show up until eleven anyway. So that you're there four hours. No, there's a lot of people that show up for the early admission. Like by the time they let us in at ten, there was at least probably between fifty and a hundred people online. Uh, I don't know. I, it just seems. Well, I, I'm either, on side of feel along this one. Like we leave the house at seven, or we leave the house at eight, because it's about. It takes us about forty-five minutes to get there. No. So we don't have to rush. You said you were there at seven. Don't change your story. Well, so we left at seven. So we were there about seven. 35740 how do you know where to stand there's no line there because we we go to this every year they probably don't even know that the show is happening yet the officials at no, the hotel everyone's like, there we have a show today the dealers are setting up we're not like the first ones in the it's in a hotel right so it's the same conference center where they do 
the big TF, uh, TF con every year, the action figure expo and a couple other shows. Right. So anyway, we got there, we were, uh, first in line, we got in at 10. And, well, hold uh, on a second. Is, is this just you that wants to be there? That this, are you bullying M into going this early? No, we're both on the same page. I would really want to hear his side of the story. Okay, sorry, continue. I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with being there first? Anyway, like I said, so we get in, and uh, it was a big turnout in terms of dealers. Place is always rammed. But uh, with all the Star Wars movies coming out, I was a bit disappointed because a lot of the memorabilia there was Star Wars related. Star Wars, uh, there was some Transformer stuff, and... I was look. I was on the hunt for more of because uh, it's always the same TF dealers that are there, so I don't really don't buy because it's the same product that they bring all the time. So I was on the hunt for like uh, magazines or video games or you know records or anything, any of the other '80s stuff that I, I like to collect. So we wandered around, and uh, we usually end up splitting up because he looks at one thing, and then I I like to plow through everything once quickly. Yeah, Bill, I sent you a picture of uh, of what I picked up, hmm. which I think I did better last year than I did this year, but... I usually uh, can't open the pictures you send me due to content. And now you tell me? Okay, I got it open. Did you? Okay. In terms of video games, I ended up getting, uh, for the NES, I got Orb 3D which I have no idea what the hell it was. And actually that's just the box and instructions, but it was for five bucks. And I, I normally, I don't buy stuff that's not complete, but the box and instructions were super mint. So I figured for five bucks, why not? Uh, I got for game boy, I got Yoshi's cookie. And that, again, that's, uh, that's everything except for the game. And I got that for five bucks. Everything uh, except, except the game. Yeah. But everything else was just so nice and minty, I figured, yeah, for five bucks, I'll pick it up, and then I can grab the game later for a cheaper price. NZ, what's uh, that game go for? Do you know? Yoshi's Cookie? I've got zero clue. I have, I, I don't collect anything Game Boy. Hmm. So I, I would be the wrong person to ask on that one. Uh, PlayStation, I got the Game of Life for like two bucks. And the only reason I picked it up, because it was complete and brand new like there was no scratches on it at all uh back for the nes i got uh duck hunt and hogan's alley uh hogan's alley is complete and duck hunt is just missing the instructions they got those for you got those for 25 each 25 each i i loved hogan's alley back in the day i never had it i like the hogan's alley because it's uh it's still got the price tag sticker on it for $56 from Wolco. Mm. So store from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. So I was happy with those two pickups cause they're really nice. Um, got a masters of the universe storybook that I had as a kid. I think that was like two bucks. I got uh, the only thing Transformers wise is I got the Kabaya set of uh, the Pronicon figures with the uh, with the outside box included. So I got that for forty bucks. So that was nice. Uh, I got a little Star Wars Empire Strikes Back glass that they used to give out at uh, the gas stations that I had as a kid. Sure. Yep. 
And I got a Charlie Brown Snoopy book for uh, 20 bucks. Nice hardcover edition with all the stories of uh, Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Got like two Star Trek picture books and picked up four records. I got uh, I got uh, Blondie, Parallel Lines, Police Synchronicity, uh, Chicago, and for my wife, I got Grease. Those were 20 for the four. 20 for four. Yeah, well, that was it. keep those albums. I will. So, you can. You don't like Blondie, man? Or Police? Nope. nope. Or Chicago? No. Oh. No. No Chi Town. Any bands that are named after cities, you can usually stay away from. Yeah. Nazareth, Chicago, Toronto. I like these Star Trek well, books. So they're called uh, photo novels. Yeah, I never opened them because they're wrapped in black. There's like uh, 300 full-color authentic scenes in each book, but they're like uh, pocketbook size. Is that yeah. uh, Next Generation? No, original. 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 Oh, okay, series. nice. Those were like two bucks each. Found nice. them under the table in some bin. I did a lot of searching at this place. and I was, Like I said, a lot of the stuff on top of the tables was like uh, Star Wars or, you know, third-party Transformer stuff that I wasn't into or really damaged boxes that just had no interest in. So started hitting up all the boxes under the tables, trying to find some deals and whatnot, but a little disappointed with the show, to be honest with you. There was another convention going on that same day, a little further south, uh, more midtown Toronto. And um, I think that, I know a couple people online, like Lamore Lapin was there, and I think uh, Creep 1337 was there and uh, Canadian retro was there. Yeah, but it, it was so a good strategy for you to go to your eighties toy show. Cause you know, everyone else is picking the video game one and you're kind of flanking well, them all and going to, you. there was other games there and stuff, but the prices just were, you know, these ones I got cause they were literally steals and the other ones were more like, you know, you're paying 40, 50 bucks. For complete games. So a little disappointed. But uh, I don't remember there ever being two conventions on at the same day, especially last couple of years. So maybe maybe I would have had more selection to choose from if there wasn't, but uh, nah, it is what it is. Anyway, that's yeah. the first. Uh, well, I guess if I include the Barry uh, Game Exchange, this would have been the second, second convention slash show that i've been to this year i've got to say i'm a little jealous of you guys having uh with everyone you have in the toronto area there it seems like you're always running into other club members at everything you go to and everything because i mean i look at winnipeg i know i've got lukeman's here and uh skylar b but i never see those guys anywhere yeah so. the berry the berry one was good because um i was surprised at the amount of people that you know you watch these people online and it was for me it was the first time that i'd met them but you know, J-Rock was there, Creep was there, Canadian Retro was there, Buried on Mars, and his wife, uh, Sarah, were there. And and Pam was there. Pam, Pam and Will were there. <laughs> I, I just love listening to you guys going back and forth about that one on the uh, one of those recent episodes. Right, Bill, Pam was there? <laughs> she was there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit of awkwardness going on, but we'll, uh, we'll resolve that maybe next time you guys run into each other. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get up the courage to talk to her this time. <laughs> I, I didn't see her. 
I, oh, I, I heard she was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad I got to stir that pot a little bit. Enzi, <laughs> I hope you're seeing on Twitter all of the uh, attempts Joe makes to uh, butter her up, and he gets nothing back from her. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I've been talking to Will a bit, talking some baseball with him. He's a Jays fan, too. Mm. And actually, he just got himself a frame meister, so I'm pretty oh, jealous man. of that. It's a nice little setup he's got going there. Yeah, he took a couple of stills of before and after, and it's just shocking the amount yeah. of detail that yeah, thing my brings My brother's out. got one, and you're right. It's, it is, when you see it in person, it's a huge difference. I can't believe. And you got all these different options too, right? It just doesn't boost the picture. You can you can change all the different formats that you can, you can view it in. Uh, there's tons of options that you can do. It's not just a matter of you plug it in and it upgrades the, the picture, right? Just to clarify, that's in HDMI upscaler for for older systems, right? Right. Okay. But it runs you about three fifty, four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's tight. From Japan, and then you also have to do uh, certain adjustments to your game consoles to play it on it. I forget what it is. I think my brother had to send away his. Uh, he had to send away his Super Nintendo to get some wiring done on it so he'd be able to play it on the frame meister. So it's not just mm-hmm. buying the one thing, it's you gotta do some other other adjustments. So it's it's costly, but if you're into playing, yeah, it's worth it. It just seems like a miracle that it can be the signal pushed through all of that business and still no lag. It's I find it hard to believe. I, I'd love to touch one and play it and experience the no lag how's that even possible there's got to be at least some lag it might not be a major but it's got to be at least something there i can't imagine they'd be able to upscale like that without any Mm. i played contra super contra is that what it is super Super c C? super c yeah. yeah i played that on it at my brother's and that's the only one i've played on the frame meister but I didn't notice any lag jumping or shooting or anything like that. I know uh, my buddy uh, M's got the uh, Retron 5. And we played uh, just briefly like Mario just to test it out. And I noticed jumping there was a slight lag. Like not not really bad, but, you know, just in terms of you'd play it as you normally would on the NES. And you would know if you press the button at the certain area how far you could jump. So you'd have to sort of compensate for that on the Retron a little bit. But, um, you know, it's very minor anyway. Maybe if you're super picky, you would, it, would be, it would bother you. So, Enzi, now that you're out of school, man, what's, uh, what's on the agenda? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I've moved back with my parents for the summer. I got a job in town here. I actually, uh, this might sound kind of funny, but I actually make stickers professionally. So it's... Uh, a lot of vinyl work, so we do a fair bit. I guess technically the company I, I work for is a uh, advertising or marketing company, but I'm in a. They have a bunch of sub companies, so the one I'm working with is uh, like a signage company or sticker or vinyls and whatnot. So we, uh, yeah, my I guess my day to day job is printing out stickers and having them cut and applying them to stuff. So. That may sound kind of stupid, but if you think about how many uh, 
like I'm, right now I'm living in pretty rural Manitoba. So we have a lot of uh, like semi-truck transport, uh, highway tractors and stuff. So they all need to have their numbers and stuff on the doors. So mm. lots of uh, stuff for trucks and stuff like that and just other generic signs. It's a lot of stuff you wouldn't ever think about people having to get made until you're actually there doing it. So what, does a big uh, CNC machine cut them out or uh, it a manual thing? It, it's similar to a CNC machine. It's like uh, you, you feed a piece of vinyl into this machine and it's like uh, it's like a five foot long machine, maybe maybe eight inches deep. And you, so you put a roll of vinyl on there, it'll feed through there. And it's just a blade that'll move back and forth and it'll move the vinyl through. And then I guess I guess it is a CNC because you do have the computer sending the signal to it. But it's yeah, so it'll it'll cut the the image on there. But then once it, the vinyl is cut, uh, all the excess vinyl is still on there. So you got to go through and make sure you take out all the stuff that isn't supposed to be on there, and make sure you don't take out the stuff that is, because that's a interesting situation when you take out the wrong stuff. Then you got to redo the whole thing. So. Mm. It's yeah, it's fun because uh, if we ever have any like scrap pieces that are too small to do anything with, then I'll always uh, like I worked with this company uh, about two years ago when I first joined the cartridge club actually, and I uh, I'd made myself some cool little Nintendo stickers with all these scraps actually. I got a couple lying around here, which I I guess isn't uh, of any importance for people listening. I was just going to show you guys on the <laughs> chat here. Yeah, I want to see it. So I got like a like a Triforce one here. This is actually there's a piece of uh, for each vinyl cutout you make, you have to put a piece of masking tape over top of it. So when you want to stick it, you peel the masking tape, and then the vinyl sticks to the tape. And then mm. when you put it down, you can peel the tape away, and the vinyl will stick to the whatever you put it on. So yeah, I've got a Triforce. I made like some little Mario hats and Luigi stuff and a Master Chief helmet from the Halo series. So lots of fun little stuff like that. I don't do it too often anymore, but that was uh, that's actually still left over from the last time I was working there. That's yeah, uh, a really unique job. That might be good, like uh, for a couple fledgling young podcasts to get a whole bunch of stickers made up to hand out. Mm. That could be done. That's for sure. It's a weird thing. It'd be awesome if we had some kind of handout to give people, you know, like stickers or magnets or some kind of thing. But yeah, it's cool good. Here they're doing it. Yeah, if you need something made, we can uh, you can get that whipped out and ship it out there. It's like a whole it's a whole marketing and promotion company too. So we've got like uh, business cards, T-shirts, coffee mugs, like anything that you can think of that would have like a company or a a brand on it, like even like a pen or anything. Uh, I know guys now who will be able to get that done. So it's a it's a real interesting place to work. You're never working on the same project the same day or like day to day. It's always something fresh, which is, I really enjoy that because uh, if you go through a full, if you're doing that full time every day, you're just doing the same thing. I would get very tired of that. So I'm glad I have something where I can be uh, constantly doing something different and not not stuck in a routine. So when you're uh, not doing that, what do you, what are you getting out to do? Uh, well, now that I've got uh, time that I don't have to be spending studying, I've been a uh, Start hitting the gym again, like uh, like Mr. Joe over there. I'm trying to get into some Joe physique. Mm. 
So I actually I just got back from there before we started recording here. So I found Bill doesn't like hearing talk about working out, making him upset. Yeah, uh, rather just be lazy and just lie on the couch all day. And you know, I'll be honest. When I get back from the gym, then I feel like oh, I'm body all tired, and it, I can I feel like I have an excuse to to just play games for the rest of the evening. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of works out like that. Like I get home and I just like all I'm gonna do now is play games or I'm just going to catch up on some uh, TV shows. That's that's what else I've been doing too is I've been watching uh, I've been trying to get caught up with Daredevil season 2 because I know I binge watched the first season like the very first weekend it came out and then season 2 came and I was busy with school so I was uh, I, pu- I said I was going to push it off until I finished but I yeah I started getting back into that and I've been really enjoying that so far. Nice. I haven't started season 2 yet myself. I think Bill you've started right? Yeah, I'm at the halfway mark. Just have to start it up again. As you do, you like do you like binge wa- uh, binge watching stuff, or do you prefer, you know? Depends. I've had it depends on the show, really, because uh, certain shows like something like Seinfeld, I can watch, I can watch ten episodes in a row, and I won't get tired of it because it's just such a great show. Or uh, last fall or last spring i should say i got into binge watching lost because i mean lost is some it's different than seinfeld but it just sucked me in right i felt like i was lost on that island with them Mm. but with stuff like daredevil i've been i've been really trying not to binge it with the season two because it's almost uh i find season two is a lot more violent and gruesome than the first season so i've been trying to to pace myself with that on the whole i avoid binge watching I like this season too. It seemed to have a natural break right in the middle of it. So I'm that's where I'm at. I'm taking a little break from it. Just kind yeah, of I, calm me down. I'm about three quarter way through right now. So it's uh it definitely like I know that halfway point you're talking about, it feels like, oh wow, it's weird that they're having such like a lull right in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. But they pick it up and they go hard, like real quick. <laughs> so uh look forward to that. Well, news just came out that uh, the Punisher series is going ahead now. So oh, nice. I guess that's good news. That'll be good, yeah. Also, uh, what else have uh, what have you guys been watching lately? Joe, what's your new oh. favorite show? I thought you were going to go. Uh, new favorite show? Well, obviously, the normal suspects. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones is back, so back into watching that. Uh, Bill and I are watching the final season of Banshee right now yeah i've never seen that can you tell me uh can you tell me a little bit about that one uh just a show in general not maybe not the last season it's really hard i think he's a he's a he's a criminal who is uh him and his girlfriend are in the first season they're trying to get away from her father who's like a criminal you know he's a criminal lord who's who's after them because they've stolen some diamonds from him and he wants to uh one probably kill him and get his daughter back so they're on the lam from him and they end up uh coming into the small little town called banshee where he he uh he impersonates the sheriff who was actually supposed to who's on his way there uh for a job but ends up getting killed so this criminal guy assumes the identity of this sheriff and uh while he's hiding, he's actually sheriff of this little town where there's also other 
uh, nefarious dealings going on, like drug-wise and whatnot. And it's a little Mennonite community too, or Amish community, sorry. So there's all these different characters, and um, it's an extremely violent show, uh, but it's so well done. It's just it's it was a breath of fresh air for me anyway. Yeah, it's it's. I it's always a, find it so hard to describe it to people because I don't do it justice. It's like the new vein of uh, TV shows coming out nowadays that are very edgy. Uh, they're they're hardcore, um, no holds barred. Uh, they don't have to worry about standards or practices. They just go full on out. Now this show it went off the rails a few times, and it'll do that. Last season, I was very hit and miss with it, but. Um, then there would still be an episode that just took your breath away. It was like, oh my god, what did I just see? Um, it's something you kind of gotta you gotta jump in and stick with it, and you will get rewarded throughout the every season. But there will be stinkers in there, like every show, I guess. But they're back for their final season right now, and uh, I don't know what we're three or four episodes in. It's a the most violence I've ever seen on this show. It's like, it took me aback. Like, I'm like, this is out of control. I feel uncomfortable. Is it set in like a modern time or, or what's yeah. the setting? Okay. Yeah, it's a modern, they're in this rural community that's kind of set aside from the big city, but has all the big city problems. Like, uh, they're a major meth factory and there's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's Aryan Nazis there and uh, there's an Amish community and a huge, you know, mob underground there as well. Everything happens in Banji, casinos, okay. Indians, everything. But, uh, yeah. And it's not a big commitment me either. And like, I think each season is only 10 episodes. Okay. That's not too bad. It's so intense that it feels a lot longer. Anyway, give, I might, uh, I, you know, I give the first season a try. It's you're not going. It's not a big commitment if you don't like it, but uh, I I highly recommend it. Um, aside from that, I'm watching the usual stuff. Uh, a lot of shows have finished though, like uh, Supergirl finished, which I watch. Uh, I'm into Gotham. Uh, what else? Arrow, The Flash. Uh, what else, Bill? You know all the crap I watch. Yeah. I don't know. That's well, you watch Grey's Anatomy and Dancing yeah. with the Stars and oh, all that. just Grey's with the wife. Some scenes. And then Dancing show. with Stars on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. I admit it. <laughs> what are you what are you watching, Bill? Nothing. <laughs> Playing video games. Don't give me that. I haven't had time. I haven't had time. This whole PS3 thing really took up a lot of time, so I've been playing that uh, The Heavenly Sword. Oh, I don't yeah. Think it's yeah. called The Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. Man, it's, it's uh, just when you think it's starting to get a little bit repetitive, they change it up. They change up the gameplay, and you're going at it at a completely different angle. And uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I thought I had a beat, but the last guy is a real pain in the uh, behind. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. I turned off the motion controls. A little tip for people out there. Don't use the stupid PlayStation. Brr, I'm steering a steering wheel. Turn that off. 
And it's funny that you mentioned that because I was, I was just about to bring it up when you made that comment the other day about, I think you asked me, what other games use that motion control? And I, for the life of me, I can't think of any other ones. It was just, geez, I think it really was just a gimmick for when the system first came out. Maybe like the first year of games, the ones that were applicable used that feature, but I think it quickly died out. Yeah, I guess my other gripe with it is the stupid quick time events. Is every PlayStation game got to be uh, built around quick time events? Because they can go suck it. No, they're not like that. Yeah. What, why are you criticizing yeah. it? Xbox doesn't have quick time events for anything? Or it's not powerful enough? Is that why? <laughs> not powerful enough. <laughs> if you play Halo 4, you would know that quick time events are quite prominent. <laughs> Did they do quick time events in Halo 4? Oh yeah, and it was pretty brutal. Like it, the final boss was just a huge quick time event. Like it, it just wasn't even fun. Really? Like, is that the first time seeing it in Halo? Because I played through a bunch of Halos. I don't remember quick time events. I believe that is the first one. Because I, I can't would they think do of any other game either. I think uh, Halo Four was the first game with their new development team, right? This would, uh, oh, right. or uh, Microsoft bought the the IP, so. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, shit. Well, that's one of my new acquisitions, Halo 4. Yeah, that's probably my least favorite of the franchise. <laughs> one of my least favorite, I should say. Well, Lenenzi, should I... Uh, I've never been an Xbox guy, but I just recently got the original Xbox and the 360. Should I start yeah, was, with the Halo series? Like, I'd say if you're going to start with Halo, I would, I would do it the first three in order, like do one, two, three... I find Halo One is a it's a good game, but once you get used to some of the 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 guns that are in Halo Two and Three, uh, specifically the battle rifle rifle, it's uh, I find it tough to go back to the original because I'm so used to that some of the staples they put in. My later. worry was the first X or the first Halo game would be sort of dated by now. Is, does it still hold up, or is it? Uh... I I still enjoy it. Uh, you can find they did like a, the ten year anniversary version for the on the 360. Mm-hmm. So if you find that, it has the Halo Reach graphics engine, so it looks like a 2011 game. Oh, okay. So I would look for that instead. Uh, that's the one Sorry, I usually what did you say it was called again? It, it's just called Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. Yeah, good tip. Yeah, I believe it came out in 2011. Jeez, was that that long ago, that anniversary title came out? Jesus. Because the original would have came out in 2001, so. All right, well, I wrote it down, so I'll go look for it then. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, Halo Reach actually might be my favorite uh, campaign-wise. It's uh, It was the last one that Bungie did before they gave it over. Mm, I, that, I, that's, yeah, that story just really gripped me in. I have that Halo Reach. I don't think I've even played it yet. Yeah, that story mode will really... Uh, because... It's set uh, in the Halo timeline. It's set before Halo 1. So you kind of oh. know how it's going to end end off already if you've played the originals. You know that Master Chief becomes like... In Halo 1, 2, 3, Master Chief is the only Spartan or super soldier right. that they know of. But Halo Reach, you have a full team, right? So mm. you know somewhere down the line, things are going to go south. Yeah, So yeah, I should I, throw that I think, thing back in. Yeah. And and the soundtrack to that game too is phenomenal. 
So. I, I remember with the later Halos, I I never used any of the uh, the special things you could do where you could throw up a shield or go invisible or hologram, all that extra stuff. I can never remember what buttons uh, worked it because I'm an old man. So I never used any of that stuff. I still enjoyed playing the game. Yeah, they're, uh, I think pretty much anything before Halo 4, I would say, is a good one. I guess uh, they did the Xbox One compilation package, right? With uh, the Microsoft team, 343. They put all the Bungie games onto one disc, and then uh, Halo 4 as well. So uh, that one's actually pretty broken, too. They did a pretty... They didn't even have to make a game. They literally made a menu system, and they screwed it up, so... I'd say stick with stick with the bungee games, and you should be okay. What's uh, what would the bungee equivalent be for like PlayStation? Uh, well, bungee is like the developer, right? Right, but I mean, like, what developer is comparable to it for PlayStation wise? I would uh, like, are they one of the 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 big developers, or were they? They they were, I guess, like one of the number one developers for the 360 and the original Xbox because with the, the Halo franchise. So I guess if you were comparing that on a PlayStation 3, I would guess with Uncharted with or like a Naughty Dog with their Uncharted series. Okay. That's really the only equivalent I could think of. Or maybe like Rockstar or something like that. Yeah, well, I guess Rockstar does for... They develop everything, right? Well, they, yeah, I guess they do for everything. They're not... Does that mean... The thing with Bungie is that they had one one main franchise that they were running with for for like what was it like 13 years before they finally decided to move on yeah so then well, naughty they, dog they would be really the only yeah well, that's probably why they did it so well then right if they just yeah they made it their focus instead of that, diversifying do one thing and do it right yeah that's what bungie made halo that's what they did and then when they decided they wanted to make a new game which was destiny then they cut all ties with Halo and moved on, and now all they do is Destiny, right? So, which uh, is that getting? Uh, as, yeah, I was going to say is it's probably not as popular, right? I don't enjoy it nearly as much. It's more of a MMO style, so you have to be online and with other people, like World of Warcraft kind of thing. So it's not really not my style, but some yeah, people really that. like it. All right, well. Joe, I think time is getting on again. Yeah, I think uh, I noticed that too. I, I was uh, I didn't want to say anything. I'm having a pretty good time, and I'm used to the to a long recording session. But I don't want to overextend my welcome here on STC. Oh man, you're welcome. Stay as long. I didn't realize we had been on that long. But uh, all right, I guess we can wrap this one up or get going on it. Okay, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Just wanted to remind you to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow on Twitter, bookmark the websites, and listen to us on iTunes under the title search STC Pod. And as always, uh, remember to check out us and other people in our community at www.cartridgeclub.org. And, uh, NZ, what did you want to tell the people about uh, what you do? Where do you want to? Yes, uh, yeah, I do a podcast with my buddy Paul, Leftover Bits. Uh, check that out. We're on iTunes as well. Just search up Leftover Bits. We have a Twitter account at Leftover Bits. Uh, we got a couple other accounts too, but I can't keep track of them. So, pretty sure there's a YouTube channel somewhere. If you, you want just a, me, if you don't like Paul, uh, you if you want to just leave him waiting for you. 
very controversial, controversial. Uh, Twitter. Oh yeah, we've bit. had some uh, we've had some issues with our followers going on there. So, <laughs> what uh, what about yourself though? Ed? Did you have a yeah? If you want to find account? me, uh, I got my own Twitter account. It's just nz e n z z y two zero four. You can follow me, and uh, I got a YouTube channel too, YouTube slash nzyt, because I couldn't think of anything to add after nz. Some someone else took nz already, so I just added yt for YouTube. I don't post a lot on there, but I did at one point, so hopefully I can get some up there in the future. Where yeah, that's do, me. Uh, where do we find your music, though? Oh, uh, that's true. If you uh, if you follow me on my Twitter page, I think I have a link to my SoundCloud account on there. I don't know what the URL is for that off the top of my head, hmm. but if you look on my Twitter page, you'll find my you can find some music on there if you're into electronic music. Uh, yeah, I find it fascinating that you can come up with music uh, electronically uh, without, you know, an instrument in your hand other than the computer. It's crazy. And it's all your original stuff right out of your head. I think it's cool. It's great. Um, you'll have to do us a favor. And uh, <sighs> Cartridge Canuck, our, our buddy Paul, uh, you're going to have to talk to him. Like, why is he playing these games with us? And uh, when's he going to stop, you know, teasing us and just come on the show already? Why does he keep doing it to us? And you have a heart to heart with him. I will, uh, I will address that on our next recording of the, of the leftover bits. <laughs> He's always afraid to come out of the back room. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But you can definitely, uh, if you want to see what Paul Cartridge Canuck is all about, he runs a, a weekly Google Hangout. And all you got to do is follow him on Twitter uh, or YouTube. at Cartridge Canuck or YouTube. Yeah, and uh, you'll see uh, this Hangout pop up. And all you got to do is click the link and you're in. And you're talking to all the Cartridge Club members that are available at that time. It's a pretty good time. Lots of crazy stuff goes on. Lots of math stuff. Mathematics. I haven't even stopped in on those for a while now. I usually just hang out in the in the YouTube chat room, which isn't uh, connected to the actual hangout itself. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more of a lurker on those than a participant most of the time. Uh, well, we kind of screwed up, didn't we, Joe? Because like Enzi's probably the only guy in the world that can actually do our entire extra for us by heart. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I didn't want to show you guys. I didn't want to embarrass anyone on their own show, so I figured I'll let you do take care of that. Well, at the very <laughs> least, uh, we don't have to remind them how to sign us off, Ripple. That's right. Please, Enzi, unless you have anything else to say, the floor is yours. Please take it away for us. Post it and post it. <laughs>